it's alive. How do we know she is alive? I hate when people talk during the movie. No wire hangers ever! You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Your stupid minds! Stupid! Stupid! Relax. It's all in bad taste. Hello everyone and welcome to Aftertaste, the Bad Taste Buds supplementary show where we continue to talk trash about your favourite best worst films. Today I am joined by the ever lovely Ryan as we settle in. Uh, we're actually doing something a little bit different uh, today. We're actually filming these out of order. Like normally we do our point five recordings right after our main episode, but we decided uh, why the fuck not do it before because we uh, had a little bit of spare time. Uh, so a little bit different. So uh, we might be referring to a few things that might be a bit confusing about our, our context. It will all make sense if you have listened to the main episode first. Hannah and Jack are not here. They have yet to arrive. They've got better think, fucking things to do, apparently. 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 So we're going to let them off with a warning this time. But instead of them, fuck them. Who needs them? We have actually got our very special guest for this cycle. Uh, you will have heard him on the main episode, but I'll introduce him again. Uh, my podcasting bro from another mo, Harry fucking Levison from the Pick and Mix podcast. How are you doing, buddy? Hi, buddy. Yeah, I'm good. I'm really excited to be Finally. on this on this podcast. I mean, obviously, this is my second appearance on the podcast, <laughs> um, but as this is my actual first appearance, I'm really excited. This is your uh, this is your moment. This is your big. Uh, this is make or break for me. I might get axed. This is your shit on this one. You might even be on the yeah, main exactly. episode. I might just be sent home uh, <laughs> <laughs> with Hannah and Jack. I'll just tap out. I'm excited for your big opening. I'm, I'm, oh yeah, I mean, you cover somewhere. all my weak spots. That's what you're here for. Well, we have actually. It's the only time anyone's ever excited for my big opening. <laughs> 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 I mean, me and you go way back. We probably again we will have talked about this in the main episode, so I won't go too far into it. But I have brought you in because you are our resident Marvel fanboy more or less like you you're the guy i go to if i need marvel advice or marvel recommendations or just to like understand the comics i mean i know yeah. we've been watching like the tv shows together haven't we the uh the well i said together we, we always talk about them together and you're like filling me <laughs> in with gaps like this person's related to this person or, this is a reference to that and i, I do appreciate that man. yeah that is pretty much my job in life i think just to tell everyone what characters <laughs> are the only problem is like how to do- i know nothing about that's so cool like, i mean it helps none of us we're in good so. company yeah, yeah we're all in good company so how- it literally comes into it and i'm just like Here's our expert who knows nothing about this subject. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it helps, we had Tom on. I'll ask us for Tom. Dude, I had a fucking clue about the 13 goals. He never even fucking seen Addy. Right. You don't have to be an expert to be an A. You just have to be enthusiastic. And, you know. I'm enthusiastic. Well, <laughs> literally before you came in here, you were talking to me about, like, you might be turning me on to bad films. Like, we had this whole conversation. Yeah. yeah what? Oh, don't do about, it. Get out now while you can. We were talking about Psycho Gorman, and I was saying how fucking fun. By the way. Oh, that's fucking excellent. For Psycho Gorman. If you haven't seen it, it's fucking wonderful. And you say, oh, that looks right my alley weren't you yeah so basically liam like in our podcast group chat liam posted this picture <laughs> of, the, of the of the dvd, box, DVD cover, yeah. and i just went what i put, I put a gift in like what the fuck is this because <laughs> that is normally my reaction to these type of films Most and then i watched the trailer that liam sent over and i was like oh what's happening to me <laughs> I, i'm not normally into these type of films like i like it's literally working. i look at them as bad films and think don't want to watch them but now, I mean, we watched Old recently, which is, I guess, a bad taste. It's a bad, film. Oh, bad and, film. We'll get there. And I'm, like, literally at the point now where I'm, like, <laughs> I think I like bad movies. One of us. Yeah. One of us. I might have to just cancel my podcast because, re- re- like, you know, mainstream movies now just don't interest me. That's fair. <laughs> I brought you here also to get pissed off at a lot of uh, our fan base because they don't like Marvel movies as well, which yeah. I, say, I say a lot of them. You'll, I think you'll be surprised by the polls. Like, it's not as bad as it looks. I think like, when you <laughs> saw it, you were like, fuck them. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I, I think my one of my response to one of them was, I think, like, 72% of people need to get a fucking life. That's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> but, it's um, all love. I mean, I just swear, by the way, on this. I don't... No, no, this is a completely swearless podcast. This oh, well. PG um... only. <laughs> Fudge. Yeah. I mean, like, one of our best episodes, a Mac and Me episode, we, uh, there was, like, a dad and his little girl watching the film as they were listening to the podcast, and we were like, right, let's be really PC. We tried so hard. We tried, they were just swearing throughout the entire fucking thing. Like, it's a swear, it's a swear zone. You're in a swear so zone. I'm quite thing. cheeky, because whenever, you know, you upload your podcast somewhere, yeah. and it says it's a cleaner oh, explicit. explicit. Yeah. I'm just like I'm always put clean like a lot of my stuff is clean um, but yeah I, I'm going to try not to ridicule your fans too much because obviously yeah. I want someone to come listen to my shit they're used <laughs> so. to it they're used to it mate. but yeah do yeah. check us out because obviously we I mean you kind of got me well Liam's podcast, a mainstay on my podcast yeah. so you know, if you, if you like listening to Liam, come listen to Liam with me if you oh, have a dangerous invitation <laughs> do you like listening to Liam? Uh, 
who fucking who can tell already at this point. Well, if I not, I'll just get Ryan nuts. to replace him. There's your stuff. There we go. So I think we're ready to do a little bit of Marvel deep dives. I won't lie, I only managed to really skim the surface of Howard the Duck uh, history because we were going to get a history of Howard and some Marvel questions. We're probably going to focus a little bit more on the Marvel questions, if I'm being honest, because Howard the Duck's difficult to actually like understand. I I will do a little bit of history. Feel free to jump in whenever you Please want, do. lads and lasses. Um, <laughs> oh, you'll, you'll get a history. The thing is, you guys will have a leg up on Hannah and Jack because they'll walk going at Howard the Duck knowing fuck all. That's why you should be here on time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so the character was created and written by Steve Gerber and uh, the artist Val Mykerick. Uh, How the Duck first appeared in Adventure Into Fear, number 19. It was in 1973, so he's actually not that old. I actually, when I first got into this, I was assuming he would be a little bit older. Um, and genuinely, they're very, like, from what I could tell anyway, they're biting social satires mixed with a lot of noir. Oh, well, in that first episode appearance, it was a Man-Thing comic. Yeah, it's weird. And he's just <laughs> meant to be a visual gag for the one episode, yeah. and Marvel was just like, yep, yeah, he's done his time now. We really <laughs> hate him. Kill him off. No particular reason why, but to yeah. kill them off, and fans were pretty pissed about it. I don't blame them. Like, it was weird, because I actually bought The Adventures in the Fear the, on Google Play. I read about four chapters, and he's not really in the first three. He's kind of right. He's like a side character. He's like a bit of a joke. And then book four, issue four, sorry, just focus in, is entirely on him, um, and it kind of switches, and I almost wonder whether or not like there was a little bit of fan backlash to him being killed off. Uh, either way, he's stuck around. Like Someone I mean, sent a dead duck in to express their dismay <laughs> at his death. <laughs> fucking excuse me? Like, yeah. You, that that's quackers. Oh. <laughs> and if, that's it was, if it was if it was crispy, I'd be happy with. Oh, that. I was say, if it was, yeah, if it was a cooked <laughs> duck. Then that might be a a, a present. Maybe just got their takeaway order to the yeah. address. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it was just a Chinese order. Yeah. Just, like they, they don't like that we killed them. <laughs> it's not that someone just got their Chinese order I wrong. I just keep killing them, more and more Chinese. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 1973 is when it premiered. Um, but I, it's weird though because he has stuck around. Like I mean, Harry again with with modern Marvel, we're seeing a bit of a, like a Howard the Duck almost resurgence. Like he's yeah. popping up every now and again. I mean, no surprise he appears in like the Guardians. That's the, you know, yeah, that's, the that's, one. that's that, I think that's where he belongs. Like, was that voice? I'm pretty sure that was voiced by Seth Green as well. I might be completely fucking that up, but I'm pretty sure Seth Green does that. Um, because it's just a cameo, isn't it? It's like a post-credit scene. He's in Guardians. Yeah, I mean, like you see him. I think you see him in nowhere, don't you? Yeah, and then he's also in the second one where the Ravagers having a party. He's coming back. He's coming back. <laughs> he's he's not. Back. Yeah. We haven't. We haven't forgotten about Howard somehow. But he's also in. He's going to be in What If, from what I could tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that'd be cool for him. I mean, they never really forgot about Howard. He ended up coming back, and it was during the period where the C is it the CDC? Yeah, that, yeah. They released a lot of rules and like chilled out a bit, and then they were like, right, have some more mature content. Ghost Rider came out, things around that era had like satanic themes, etc. And how the duck came out, and he so was, satanic. but it was a bit more weird, a bit more out there, and they were just brought him back to see what would happen. Yeah, and well, fans like him, but Disney didn't. Yeah, but Disney didn't. Disney didn't, as Disney does Oh, no, because they tried to sue him a bunch, because yeah, he has such a resemblance to Donald, right? That was a big issue. That Yeah, yeah when it translates to other countries, they just kind of see Duck, and just when they see Duck, they automatically like, yeah, that's Donald. Yeah. So when they saw Howard, they started buying and thinking it was Donald, and Disney got pissed off about it. I think they asked him to put pants on him. That was the big caveat. Like, once he once he had pants, it well, wasn't a pants, copyright issue anymore. It's such a Disney thing. We own Ducks, guys. I know, we own, we own everything. We own you, we own your... So where do they fall with Duffy? I don't actually know because Duffy, Duffy doesn't wear anything. No, he's just, right. He's, he's just fully starkers, like not even a shirt. Fucking, but he's also a black cream. duck as well, which you think would make Disney more angry with their history. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's it. Like, do you think that? Yeah, I think it was the similarities. But again, like Howard smokes. He, he talks a gun. He wasn't like he wasn't. He wasn't too family friendly. I don't know why Disney had such an issue, but I mean, we saw that with Mac and Me as well. We saw that with the with the McDonald's crossover with Disney trying to trying to out oust Mac and Me for that. Disney always always somehow end up back on this podcast. Yeah, very it's literally they were just being petty, more or less. Like, oh, a few people buying Howard the Duck and they're getting confused with Donald overseas. <laughs> Fuck that, we're shutting that down. Yeah, but Marvel were just like, you know what? Who fucking cares? Let's just change it. It's not worth a massive lawsuit. Yeah. So they switched it up, and Gerber was fucking pissed. Yeah. I mean, Gerber, Gerber himself has said that the joke behind Howard the Duck is that there's no joke and it's meant to just be kind of one of those it's just ridiculous ex existential kind of absurdism. There's not really meant to be a joke there. It's a stupid talking duck who solved mysteries. That's the whole point. If anything, if you're looking too much into it, you're kind of missing the point. If anything, it's far more socially conscious as a comic yeah. than it is actually comedic. Oh, yeah. Like, he's a duck from outer space, so when he comes to Earth, he's yeah. like, 
why the fuck do you do that? Yeah. That's weird. And he just points out weird things in society. He's almost maybe like the audience avatar, really, isn't it? Like, what's going on? This is a social commentary on how fucked up the world is. But he's appeared in a fuck ton of Marvel things. Like, I literally have a list in front of me of the the different um, How Would the Duck appearances he's appeared in. And, and I'm going to read these out and have no fucking clue what any of these are. Like, obviously, I've heard of, like, Heroes Reborn, Civil War, Secret Invasion, Marvel Zombies, Fear Itself... Back in, oh right, Spider-Man back in Quack, which I wonder is a specific. <laughs> that's that's great. Oh, actually, yeah. No, that's a good story. The Ducky Dozen, Wolverine <laughs> and the X-Men, or Original Sin, Back to New York, Civil War II, War of the Realms. So these, I mean, I've heard of, I mean, obviously Civil War was a big Marvel property when they did that as a, as a film. I don't know much about it, but it's, he has appeared in these. It's, different. it's slightly different to the comic book, but it, you know, he hasn't got a main in it yeah, I can't so. imagine he would do it. It's all like cameos, isn't it? He, yeah, he just, just appears and just yeah. shows up. Yeah, yeah, eventually he just went back to being the visual gag he was always <laughs> intended to be. Yeah, but as you said, Ryan, he appeared in Adventures, Adventures in the Fear, the Man-Thing run. It, um, yeah, he's introduced it to the Marvel. In his introduction, he has very little actual explanation as to why he, he kind of appears. I think he's almost like blinked into reality by this other character. Jennifer Kale. He's blinked into reality by this character, Jennifer Kale, who I have no idea who this fucker is. Um, and she kind of creates them because she's like, she's like creating different universes or something, or she's fucking with different universes. She fucks with the fabric of different universes and therefore births Howard. I honestly have no fucking clue. I was trying to read it, just baffled out my fucking mind. Births or birds? Births. Births, <laughs> birds works too. I like that. But yeah, well, from what I could go on, I read about four issues. Uh, Howard just seems like a sarcastic little prick the whole way through, most of them barely helping. And offering very little other than getting in the way. That's how it, well, if he's getting in the way, he's normally running away, so that's yeah. a change of pace. Yeah. He just pistol whip a demon at one point, which I thought was pretty badass. He likes toting his little gun, and he's always smoking a cigar. Um, it just feels like, it feels like you're right, it feels like he could have easily been really quickly forgotten about, and I wonder if, without this movie, I mean, we're all sitting here, Harry, you've seen the movie a long time ago, haven't you? Yeah, I don't really remember much no. about it. I remember, so, like, Howard. <laughs> you remember there being a duck in it? <laughs> Um, but yeah, you wonder, like, he hasn't been forgotten, he kind of, he still remains, and I wonder how much of that is the legacy of the film as a cult status, as as is. Um, yeah, he's pretty much a side character up until episode four, issue four of that comic run. Um, but you, you can tell straight, it's meta as hell, the comic is heavily duck pun focused as well, like most of the references are duck puns, which you'll be glad I'm going to save that, well, like, you already listened to it, most of my duck puns have got out on the main episode. But I think that's um, like egotistical though, yeah. like if that duck, like planet we don't walk around calling things like human foo it's no. kung foo no not like quack foo although quack i guess wait talk foo would be the equivalent think you might be losing your mind what are you on about because quack is their version of talking Quacking. i mean i, I enjoyed the, the four issues i read i enjoy i especially enjoyed four once he kind of came into his own and once he was almost a main character in his own story it was kind of fun he was fighting a one-shot villain called garko the man frog which was kind of funny <laughs> Uh, never appears again, by the way. But there's a good level of like sarcastic, sardonic humor that I I understand why Lucas specifically was interested in this character. Like, I kind of understand maybe trying to make a film out of it. <laughs> We're gonna get a bit more into like the film, but I, I don't want to blow my wad. It's too. got Lucas all over, hasn't it? Right? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, just it's it's a it's an interesting um it's an interesting take on the kind of like one shot heroes that I'm actually quite happy that, that he has still like lasted and he has still stuck around. But while Gerber was fucked off for this whole how would the duck changing thing, but yeah, while he was fucked off, he, um, he wrote a episode where how he was the, fucked up at Disney, right? This is just cause I think oh, I, he was fucked up yeah, at Disney, yeah, but then yeah. obviously Marvel changed. Cause like, who the fuck cares if he's changed how he looks? Gerber cared. Gerber cared a lot. So you wrote an episode where Howard was put through a blendertron. His personality <laughs> was meant to be changed. I think he went through the machine twice and he put pants on him. Um, by the end of the episode, he comes out the exact same duck and the last panel is him <laughs> walking away showing his bare ass to the audience. Good, fucking good. Started suing Marvel yeah. for the rights to Howard Duck because it was his creation. Obviously, he created it while he was working with Marvel. They yeah. won. He has no rights to it. Yeah. But like, they use that as well, they usually was late on a few issues to fire him. Later what? on, they just threw the hands up. Was like, "Now nah, fuck that." He was suing us. Didn't make sense to keep him on. Well, this is the weird thing. I wonder how how long was Gerber working for Marvel then? Because he he was heavily involved in the making of the film. Uh, right, so he's on and off with Marvel. <laughs> Marvel <laughs> it ends in some petty tip. revenge. <laughs> you're gonna have to you're gonna have to delve into that one. So after 27 issues, Gerber ended up stopping. This was the second time they asked him to come back. And there was another comic at the same time going called Howard's Further Adventures. This was a black and white panel, and it was more popular than Howard the Duck after Gerber left. So that kind of got main villain and. 
and how the dog got pushed back to irregular episodes. Yes. There was only nine of them, and apparently they were shit anyway, so <laughs> they won't give a fuck. I mean, just just to piggyback on that, I did, I did read that Gerber had a lot of, like, moments where he would write really, really well, and he'd be praised for how fantastic his writing was, and then the next week he'd write total garbage dog shit. And he literally blamed me. He was like, it's just my creative process. Sometimes I'm great, sometimes I'm terrible. And I resonate the fuck with that, because that's exactly how I feel as a writer and as a creative. Isn't, isn't that what you get, though, when you've got comic book writers, though, in yeah. general? Because you're having to release so much content. Yeah. I mean, the chances are you're going to have, like, a lot of hit and misses because of the fact that you're having to produce something so, right? you yeah. know, so frequently. Whereas, like a lot of authors, don't have to do that. They 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 put the, their <laughs> ideas in one thing, yeah, then wait a while and start talking again. Talking to you, George R. 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 Martin. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, <laughs> on that whole like tortured poet soul thing that Liam loves, he, <laughs> he moved to LA and he was like having a hard time because he was moving. It was stressful. So instead of putting out a substandard episode, he wrote this cute episode where it's him talking to Howard mm. and just talking through his experiences of like writing and how difficult it can be sometimes like and like discussing and why sometimes it's bad and sometimes it's good. I think that's a cute as a meta idea. I really appreciate that. Like uh, I, Again, I didn't hate the, the episodes I read, the issues I read that were quite cute. Sounds like an episode of Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> yeah, the end of yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire yeah, yeah, where yeah, she's on right. a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> talking, talking to the monkey. But yeah, these nine issues that they did afterwards, they were trying to be edgy because they had the mature go-ahead and it failed, it just became lewd and then they, instead of being like socially conscious, it just became like poking fun of pop culture, which was such an overdone gimmick back then as well. I just like Deadpool for that, haven't you? I don't know if Deadpool's around at that point, but, but that, yeah, that was his function. That's his Marvel function. Universe, isn't it? yeah. It's exactly what he's for. Obviously, Gerber, they couldn't get the magic back without them. So they asked him to come back. But he made one script, the editor changed it, and he was just like, fuck yous, fuck yous all. Fair enough. No. So yeah, I was been making cameos for 20 years, but Petty Revenge did happen. <laughs> it came. So in it's story time with Ryan. I'm like, yeah, I'm story time. This is going to be a nice little monologue from me. So in 1990, Garber did go back to Marvel and he did She-Hulk comics, and that was like a comedy comic. Mm. Um, and in 1996, they wanted to return... Um, but in that period, while I was writing She-Hulk, he had Howard back in and he was expecting it to be this big, like, oh, creator is reunited with his creation. How mm. great is this? And try and push that. Marvel didn't do that. <laughs> and that was, that was petty enough for him to take his revenge. So then he started doing a comic with Destroyer Duck and Savage Dragon, different company. And they'd said to him, we want you to do a crossover with Howard the Duck and another superhero. They picked Spider-Man in the end. Yay! And he's like, oh, fuck, I can't. I'm already doing the Savage Dragon stuff. What we can do, though, is have a swapsies. Howard will appear in the background of ours and you get Savage and our Duck in the background of yours for an episode. They were like... Fucking great, yeah. Even better, we get a twist on the twist because they were looking <laughs> for a gimmick. Not only do we get Howard back with his creator, yeah. we also get a crossover with a separate comic book. God, Marvel's quite clever, really, aren't they? They, they? they know what they're doing. They know how to play the system, I guess. <laughs> yeah. They know how to, like, get... Until they went almost bankrupt. <laughs> Until, <laughs> Until then. then. Which, they, which, again... And then Disney took over, ironically. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, this is, this is why I think this is such a fascinating story, and especially in the landscape we're in today with, with the Marvel films. I mean, MCU and Disney, they are the... the, the the paramours of the industry. You can't really turn your head or swing a cat without hitting a new Marvel film. That's, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it in, in a minute whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, but you oft, often forget they come from really troubled kind of, you're right, bankruptcy and Howard the Duck being their biggest fucking movie failure that, of all time. And it was their first real attempt at making a movie. Uh, I mean, unless you have any more fascinating facts, thank you. By well, the way, we didn't get to the revenge part. Oh uh, shit! Sorry, go. <laughs> that just shows that Liam wasn't listening. Well, the entire time. Well, no, no attention. Yes, yeah, so, right, so, right. Okay. So Marvel were fucking rubbing, the, rubbing the greedy little hands, thinking fucking this is perfect. So then they did the crossover, and Spider-Man Howard got Darkwing, and it was fine. They were in the background. Marvel were just like. Yeah, whatever, just take him. He's going to be in the background. Like, what damage are you going to do, really? So just to be petty, the episode entirely focuses around Destroyer Duck and Savage Dragon abducted Howard and <laughs> abducted. Beverly. 
<laughs> they wrap them up in duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you got one of that one out. Might yeah. steal it again in the future when we do the first one. Well, if you do it in the next episode when we film the main episode, you will technically do it first, Ryan. Because we're releasing these <laughs> in a different order. Anyone who doesn't know who Beverly is, that's like the main love interest there, Howard's main squeeze. That's based on Mary Screenies, that's the core right there. So she was captured along with Howard because she's the other important character. And they are cloned and left a cheap imitation in their place. So canonized <laughs> is that Howard Duck in any Marvel any Marvel appearance after that is just a fake Howard the Duck. No. It's not the real Howard who is Bullshit. currently living in the uh, Savage Dragonland. Bullshit. So that means the movie that we watched are about to watch doesn't feature the real Howard as does any comic and the Marvel put out a PSA just say yeah we were thoroughly played fucking hell, all right that's a uh, yeah I mean that's definitely uh, that's a sort that's almost Shakespearean in revenge and tragedy mm. there Ryan a really, really cool way for Disney to get their own back though yeah. I don't know if this guy's still alive so I don't know if Gerber, they, I think yes yeah. well, he is so, yeah. really cool way to fuck him over would just be because obviously they're getting a TV series of She-Hulk so yeah. they just put Howard the Duck in some form in that and like, oh yeah, it's in the past. It counts. Oh wow, yeah, fuck so yeah. So they man. could put him in that in some way. So. Don't tell Disney. <laughs> you Nobody that. tell Disney. <laughs> I'm going, when this comes out, I'm going to tag Disney in it, and they're obviously going to listen to this, and they're going to bring me over to Marvel. Like you should write for us. And I'm like, I don't know how to write or read. <laughs> <laughs> I can confirm this is true. Um, Good news for all our listeners. Hannah and Jack have rocked up, so they're just in time for the listener questions. So we're going to do an unscheduled break and get them set up. Should we put a record? Do do do. Do do do. Oh no, it should just be quack quack. Do do do. Oh, I just started talking to Again, me. like herding fucking cats. <laughs> Welcome back to part two of point five. Hannah, I'm giving you the, gr- the biggest death <laughs> stairs right now because you've done, what, 20-odd episodes of this? Like, we're like, counting point five. Counting point five, we've done 20-plus episodes of this, and you still don't know how microphones work. And I think that's a problem, and you should solve it. <laughs> Welcome back to Howard the Duck, a history and listener questions we have. We've got. We've managed to pick two up on the way. So say hi, guys. Hannah and Jack are with us in the building. Hey. Hey, I'm just passing through. Yeah, you're gonna be like just, uh, just take take yeah. your pay- take your paycheck and leave, can you? <laughs> I'm just you waiting for someone paid. else to talk, talk over them. Harry's also here still. He, he hasn't left yet. He hasn't been scared away just yet. We asked him to leave once, but he just kind of <laughs> he just won't We can't get rid of him. He's like bold. <laughs> um, we are here to do a little bit of listener questions now. Obviously, we've done a little bit of history of. We are gonna delve into what you guys think about the current state of Marvel uh, and also kind of a little bit of Marvel history. Harry is already fucking. Human, uh, we, we're going to talk about your, the polls we did on Instagram first because I uh, decided before this we're going to do a little poll, see what you guys think about Marvel in general. Um, and we got some interesting opinions, uh, probably what I expected, but let's run through them. Let's just see what you guys agree, disagree, or just completely want to tell all the audience to fuck off. It's entirely up to you. Poll one, we asked, do you still regularly go see Marvel movies in the cinema? I'm going to ask this as a round robin. So, Jack, Hannah, you two, you regularly see We've been meaning to go see Black Widow, but we just haven't gotten around to it. I think but as yeah, well. the intention's there. I think, <laughs> yeah, the, the intention's there, but we've also got cinema cards, so we go and see whatever comes out. Now, yeah. would I go pay to see every Marvel film? That's a good question. No. I think it would depend on the Marvel film. Like, okay. I, will, I will pay and probably go see Doctor Strange. I quite like Doctor Strange, yeah. but I won't pay and go see... I've forgotten. You should have done this to yourself. You, you, set, you set yourself up. Literally, <laughs> fine. Pick what way. I want her to actually pick a Marvel movie she wouldn't go and see. No, she's, she's right. I can see what yeah. the point is. Captain made. America. Okay. Well, she's not like, a big she fan. Like some of the best ones. No, I was just going to say, like, we pay for those, like, you know, X pounds per month cinema yes, passes. Yeah. And I think it does change your perspective. Because oh, you've dragged me some films. I've got. I can't <laughs> believe I paid ten pounds to watch that. Yeah. Whereas now you see a shit film and you're like, out. Eh. like we went to go see Space Jam: A New Legacy the other week, <laughs> and I was like. Yeah, it was Harry. It was a it was a it was a two hour long advert, but it was all right. Do you guys but want to do the had podcast I paid, with, uh, Harry? Had I paid ten pounds to go and see it, I feel like I would have been a bit more cynical about this, it. This know? guy's dying to see it. Like he keeps trying to drag. Oh, you know what? It. It's it's fun. It I mean, is. It is. It's a long advert. If you go in with zero expectations and just you're gonna actually sell you're there space jam and like rather me, than right? with it, then you can have a mentality. So it's a bad taste with movie. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's it's, fine. It's, we'll, it's obviously the best we'll do it. We'll do it in ten, hey. ten years. We'll do it in season ten. <laughs> Literally, um, most of the feedback that I heard for that was 
Nah, it was shit. So, Lola Bunny wasn't hot. What's the point? Well, that is a good point. So, but you, I mean, me and you still see you. I mean, again, because we're similar to you guys and, and you as well, Harry. We all, we all have cinema cards here. We all pay like a standard fee a month and I'll see anything. Uh, I think I'd go see the Marvel movies anyway. You I think would, you would? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 20 of the people who voted said they would. 15 said they wouldn't. So it's actually not that much so of, a, of a difference. Really. Liars. 50 people But then how <laughs> many of those people wouldn't go pay to see it in the cinema because they know that the big Marvel releases will be released on like streaming services relatively quickly? If it helps, I think, tw- I think 14 of those 15 people all George from Tipsy Flicks <laughs> <laughs> different accounts and calling you out there buddy um, yeah you're right it's a weird one I, I do almost feel like especially with Black Widow kind of, I wouldn't say underperforming but like kind of like not really driving the big crowds it was good it did well it did well but it's not being talked it's never been really talked about as like a big I, staple, I didn't think it? it did anywhere near as well as I thought it was gonna I it's thought just, it was still during the pandemic though isn't it yeah I suppose yeah. I also think Marvel have got a very good job of the FOMO approach where you're worried you're gonna miss <laughs> something like, significant yeah. literally you, you, miss do. One, you miss one film and you're going to miss something significant. Like, I've not got around to watching um, Captain uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier yet. I watched Every a f- person I say, yeah. Captain, Captain Falcon. Captain Falcon <laughs> and the Winter Soldier. Um, but I've not got around to seeing it. I watched the first episode and it was fine. fine. It was it absolutely was fine. fine. Yeah. But I, I'm not pissing my pants to go and finish the series. <laughs> but there's a part of me that's like, but what if something is significant that I'm going to need to see for another film and things? You know, you still get that Marvel kind of, they've got... Uh, like having got, the new Captain gotta, America. <laughs> like, it's like it's like fucking Pokemon. You've got to catch them all. You know? I say you're going to start and you're just going to see Captain America and the Falcon being the same person. And it's just like all that backstory of how it happened gets missed. They do it so you miss it. So you have to watch more of the shit to be entrenched in the universe like completely. Crap, isn't it really? They, like, they keep making you want more. It's, well, I'm, I'm and they let you know this. you're only getting half a story as well. Yeah. You know, I know you. You're a big fanboy. You're going to see everything. In oh, I'm a huge fanboy. I actually think. Oh, I actually. <laughs> I actually think that Marvel is going to be on the upward swing. I think they are learning lessons. I'll be a maybe slow. Yeah, but I think they are on like a potential upward swing. Like think of the next Doctor Strange movie and how well they've set it up with Loki and One Division. And they've learned some lessons about villains, not perfectly, and they're not going to get all the villains correctly. But we are getting some better villains as we go along. Actually, to be fair, they have hit it out of the park recently with their, their series. Like, yeah. WandaVision was class. But Loki was even better, well, if you okay, ask, well, like... I'll, I'll pause you this, then. They're all TV shows. So is is Marvel going to... People aren't going to see... The, the question was, do you regularly see Marvel movies in the in the cinema? Do you think the TV shows are then going to detract from that, or do you think it's going to benefit it? I think it'll yeah. add it, yeah. Add yeah. to it. I think in terms of just hopping on what Ryan said about the upward swing, I think getting characters back like the Fantastic Four or the X-Men... There's going to be that upward swing because everyone's curious to see what Marvel's going to do and yeah. then are Marvel going to do it well, which they inevitably will. Yeah. And I think also with the bad guys thing, they have learned from their mistakes. They're not just killing off bad guys. True. And early on, I think that was an early mistake. Like, you know, look at Killmonger killing them off. Yeah. Now with the multiverse, you've got a potential to bring people back, but keeping villains around, like Kang's going to be a persistent thing for the future. You know, um, not killing off Agatha for Harkness. Like mm-hmm. you've got mm-hmm. all of these things that have kept the villains in, in, you know, in the back where they can always bring them, bring them into the future. Yeah, man. Future absolutely. stories, which I think is a clever move for them. So fuck 15 of you. But do you not think <laughs> that Marvel movies will die with a generation then instead? Well, I, I, me, so, yeah, me and George have had this conversation. Marvel films and superhero films of this generation are just the Westerns of like the 60s This is 70s. what, it, yeah, exactly. Like Westerns were a yeah. huge thing. You had absolutely every you sort of type yeah, of Western and they evolved yeah. with the generation that they were released with huh. and then eventually they died out afterwards. So will superhero films be the same thing? Because you're Western already... You're already in that sort Sorry of place you know. where you're starting to get satire of the superhero things that are coming out. So it's like they're already taking the mick of their own genre and their own stuff that they're bringing out. Like, at what point does that sort of just die? But then you look at stuff like Star Wars and, like, you know, Marvel's, like, essentially, like, this generation's Star Wars and the merchandising behind it is going to ensure that the new generations coming through are constantly going to be hooked on the characters that we're getting. Like so, I think, so, so I think realistically <laughs> moving forward, like, you're always going to have... With the pump of toys, car- you know, cartoons, video games, all that kind of stuff, you're going to con- constantly ensure that there's an audience there for it. Yeah, right? and so. bearing in mind, a lot of these characters have been around since like the Second World War True. as yeah. well. Yeah. Engagement, we're, we're engagement might come in ebb and flow and come in waves and stuff, but yeah. the, the characters have been solid, solid intellectual properties for whoever so they DC pretty, pretty much a, a, a century now, right? Like, yeah, at least. the best part of that. Yeah. I will say that no empire lasts forever, and specifically movie-wise, yeah. there will be a point where something else becomes the mainstream, 
and the frequency at which we're getting these movies and the quality will inevitably take some form of dip or die out and it might go like TV shows more or streaming services yeah. rather than like the big cinema box like office of the year everything's an Adam Sandler comedy again oh, oh, no, no please <laughs> like, on, on the TV's net. future as well well TV right. is the future and also the Netflix mm-hmm. algorithm I thought children were the future slightly <laughs> wow well, let's let's move on to pull two because we yeah we just spent ten minutes on one of them. So let's try. <laughs> I mean, we've got a lot to say. We've got a lot to say. So pull two uh, was was on about quality. Whether or not Marvel movies have increased or decreased in quality since the forming of the MCU. So that's Iron Man onwards, increased or decreased. What? what? I I'm think again. Name the last bad, genuinely bad Marvel film. Bad. Yeah. <sighs> so I uh, I right. think I'll, I'll get o- objectively speaking, object- not subjectively. Objectively, I don't know if any of them I would qualify as bad. For all However. However, and I'm going to be that guy, I would much rather sit and watch any of any of the early X-Men films, any of the early Spider-Man films, rather than repeating any of the MCU films. Yeah, but you're... Bad taste I know I wank off regularly to Sam Raimi, that's, that's just my jam, but I just think there's a little bit more... I mean, there's nostalgia there for me as well, because that's what I grew up with. So there's that. I think there's definitely, in the Marvel films, I think there's definitely ebbs and flows of, of yeah. quality. I think... Iron Man 2, Thor 2, Captain America 2 were all the weakest of their respective Winter trilogies. Winter Soldier's fucking awesome. It's good. <laughs> it's good I think it's the weakest of the respective trilogies. I, I think would got respectfully that. I, I think disagree. When you've got genre, I think Civil War's better. No, no, I think Winter Soldier's my favourite Marvel oh, film. Oh, Civil, Civil War yeah. for me is 100%, 100%. worse than, than... Well, fair, fair enough. Soldier, yeah. uh, but, you know, like Iron Man 2, I think, and Thor 2 were probably the weakest. I'll agree with you on them ones, yeah. Uh, but then you've also got to play into the fact that when you've got a genre that's so oversaturated with so many things, you're going to have a few bad eggs. That's it. Especially when... The you know on average the bar is set pretty high and they're all watchable. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. None of them are genuinely. Bad. But are they all rewatchable? Yeah, I, I would say the average person would agree. Yeah, I think even look at look what look what Endgame did with four two Dark World. Yeah. Right, it made that rewatchable because they brought elements of that film back into Endgame. So you you know people will then go back and watch four. I, I, I think I thought that was quite bad. I'll go back and watch that. Okay, so I mean if, I mean we're we, we very split down the middle. So sixteen people said they decreased in quality. Eighteen said they increased. But like I said in the like literally last poll, I think it took a dive. They made a lot of mistakes along the way, but they are learning, and it's got a lot of potential for the upward swing, especially with Disney Plus having TV shows that are giving us a multiverse now. It's a golden opportunity, and if they play it right, which they probably will because it's Marvel, yeah. it's going to take a massive upward swing. Should yeah. It should, in theory, be great for a while. I think the best Marvel films have been within the MCU. But then okay. again, the sheer volume of films that have been churning out in the past sort of 12 years means it's kind of just playing the averages a little bit. Again, like, this is what I mean. I am, I'm going to be that little contrarian who sits here saying, like, they're good, they're well-made films. I don't know if they're great movies. But, but how much of that is just your preference to film? I think a lot of that is George rubbing off on me. It's also, <laughs> no, also because you are the most nostalgic fucking 20-year-old ever. I, I watch... I watch <laughs> I watched the Raimi, Raimi Spider-Man once a year. Like, that's how much I love I that, rewatched so. them recently and I, I struggled, I struggled right to get through them. <laughs> Genuinely, there's only... Oh, I think it, out of all the all Marvel movies, there's only one or two that would get in my top ten that really? aren't MCU. Okay. And that's maybe Lo- Logan and... Uh, Logan's Inter- great. Inter- Logan's great. <laughs> as, as for the decline of Marvel movies, like the last three films that we got from the MCU, Black Widow, yeah, it was it was solid, it's but fine. it wasn't anything special. You got Far From Home, which I thought was really, really good. Yeah, yeah it was good. Great. And... Endgame, yeah. Like, and uh, uh, anyone who says Endgame isn't a good film for me, <laughs> <laughs> like, and it isn't a good movie, right? They just, uh, they, I, I just don't think more, you actually I, appreciate I, I, the genre at all. But I, I think wonder, like, they're more the events than movies. Is my my problem? They're always, I, I again, I don't think I've ever seen the Marvel film or the MCU film, sorry, more than once because they're they're really good events. They're pop. They're, they're kind of perfect popcorn movies. You sit in the cinema, and I, I'm probably in the minority here. Right? I mean, I'm here to back you up a bit. Objectively, he has some points. <laughs> How many movies have they had where it is just a sky beam? Sky beam. Lots of sky beams. We discussed earlier how the villains, a lot of the time, are badly done. The generic or the motivations are terrible or they kill them off and they don't get any opportunity for development. So while, yeah, yeah, they are competently done movies, every single one, you do have those misses and there are reasons for those, objectively. When I'm in the cinema, I enjoy them there. I think they're well-made movies, but I do almost think they almost fall into a corporate mandate system. A lot of them, not all of them, a lot of them, you can see this passion there. Usually, when a, when a director steps out, like Taika, when Taika stepped up and took Ragnarok, um, Ragnarok, yeah. and you can see there was lots of Lovecraft there. And I'm specifically, I think Black Widow has soured me a little bit because it's such a corporate mandate movie. It's like we've got to get this one out, 
I just don't want that to become the trend. I, I thought you really enjoyed it up until a certain up point. Up until the last act, yeah, because the first two were like spy, really cool spy thriller, and then the last act is Marvel movie. It's the same movie, but I mean, on yeah. our review of um, Black Widow, Liam also said it was lovely to be back. In it was nice to be back. Movie. See, but they get so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're right. It's like you go I literally with friends. It, it's releasing. It's releasing. So it'll be released by. Sound bite. Let's move uh, on. Jen, Jen, I'll, uh, I'll send it over to you, Ryan, so you can play it at this yeah. point. Let's move quickly uh, on to the next one. You said that. I think we're all going to agree with this one. Twenty-six. 26 people said that Marvel MCU films were mostly good, whereas only nine people said they were mostly bad. I think that's probably a consensus there. It just doesn't yes. make sense on the voting, though, does it? Those nine people are allowed. <laughs> I can say, oh, then generally there's been a decline, but they're mostly good. <laughs> no, because that's kind of what you can't I'm... fall if you never rose. Mate. <laughs> kind of I'm going, I, but I, just, I think when I when I personally think of Marvel masterpieces, I think of X two, I think of Spider Man one, two, oh. and three. I think of Logan. See, I don't necessarily. Would, I don't think I pull any from the MCU. See, I think Iron Man, the original Iron Man, it's, is it's a good. Piece. It's a good. I film. think X Men Days of Future Past. Well. But that oh, no, was no, like no, that no, was no, the no, groundbreak. No, first class. First class is brilliant. I don't know if this is like controversial, but I think there's like maybe three X-Men films that I think are any good. This is important. X2 is one of my favourite films of all time, so Logan, be careful. First Class, and maybe the first X-Men. Or Deadpool. When was the last time you saw X2? Because X2 was fucking I watched them all recently. I watch these films over and over again. Mutants Unite. This is my life. I literally watch them over and over again. Even if I don't think they're that good, I'll still watch them. Fair enough. The MCU are all good, and the rest of them so <laughs> I do love the first two. Are you getting tired of their dominance over the industry? Twenty-three people said yes, and twelve said no. It's nice to see a property from DC doing well with uh, James Gunn's Suicide yeah. Squad. At least, I mean, if you listen to the com- mix, we have a competition. Oh, <laughs> like anything, man. Competition's healthy for the industry. I haven't seen it myself yet, but I've heard like pretty positive reviews, like seven out of ten. Blah blah blah. It's like, a very, it's-, it's a well-made film that I'm just a bit sick of. That's all. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say on the matter. I know it's, it seems it is a strange one to just completely reboot yeah. the franchise within what four or so like, years. Literally four years. The last same one. story as well. well. I said this to I said this on the on the Pick and Mix podcast. I said to them if this had come out at a different time, if this had come out first, I would probably be much more positive on it. But I'm just tired of this format of not necessarily superhero films, but it's just it's the team up movie where one of them is a half-talking animal that only speaks in I am Groot. It's it's just the same fucking format. It's R-rated Guardians. It's R-rated yeah. Guardians. Yeah. But, you know, it's still fun. It's still a good-ish movie. Um, would you be upset if Marvel movies took a hiatus? Uh, 72% said no. Uh, 26 already said yes. I no. think my answer's too ob- like, obvious. So, yeah. <laughs> Can I caveat it with, if we keep getting TV stuff, then no, I wouldn't be that sad. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say no as well, but only on like the kind of Assassin's Creed syndrome kind of grounds. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, where yeah. it becomes like an annual release, and it's like you can set your watch yeah. to it. And then it becomes formulaic, it becomes predictable, it becomes stagnant, yeah. you know? I think Assassin's Creed games, like, I, I love the first few, but then it was just the same game yeah, over and over again. Four, wasn't it, they really rebooted then, it a little bit with Origins and Odyssey and things, but then they're just rebooting Origins with Odyssey yeah. and Odyssey with Valhalla. So <laughs> it's a different they've, skin. They've, yeah, they've reset the formula yeah. a little bit, but now they're back into Assassin's Creed Syndrome, yeah, where it's, it's kind of four, releasing yeah. the same film yeah. uh, or same game every year, like Clockwork again. It's just oversaturation. You're absolutely right. Um, but, I mean, that was kind of the end for me. <laughs> as well though. I mean with the infinite like amount of comic book storylines they can pull from I think like in terms of getting the same story over again I think now they've got all the characters back I think they're, they're, there's going to be a lot more different content yeah, we're going to get so. especially with the likes of Kang and the multiverse coming up there's so many different things they can do it, it is really exciting if you like the genre if you don't I can understand why yeah. you get bored yeah. of it but Wrong. I think the TV shows are a good way of putting the feelers out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Putting the feelers out, seeing who people really react well to, and things like that, and then building the bigger movies on the ones that have have got the most excitement. Yeah. So I've never thought of it like that. That's a really like, good point. They, yeah. they might this this might be what they do going forward. Like like the whole Loki series, you could do a film at the end of this on on mm-hmm. whatever comes at the end, but let's put the feelers out first and see which aspects people enjoy and which like Out of curiosity, what is cheaper to make? Six seasons of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> what is cheaper to make? A series of TV or a film? I think it would depend on how many episodes you're So let's say like a, a, uh, how many episodes did WandaVision have? It was like, like six, six, six to eight, right? Was nine. it nine, was it? Right. Yeah, because yeah, like they had nine, but they were nine. shorter, whereas Loki had six, but they were like feature length, weren't they? they were like mm-hmm. I still think you're going to look at movies being a little bit more expensive. I think when then the return you get in. for them is a lot more. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think in terms of general expenses, I think TVs, you know, you get less return. But yeah. you know, I mean, TVs bankable at the minute. Subscription every, base, everyone subscribed to everything. So yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. I mean, uh, how, just in this room, how many subscriptions do you think are just sitting? Disney, in this very Amazon, room? Netflix, yeah. on our household. <laughs> I've got literally everything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I, I, I was going to cancel my Disney and then fucking got Apple TV. came out. To be fair. God, Disney is so good at eking you out, man. Uh, like, so it's good. It's going up a pound a month, though. Fuck you, Disney. Seriously. Yeah, but we will pay it for Bad Batch. Yeah, we will but Bad pay Batch it for is Loki. Like... Is that good? 
Bad Batch is wicked. Oh, but, oh, but watch Clone Wars first. I've watched all Clone Wars. Yeah. Oh, no, Bad Batch. Batch is, Bad Batch is wicked, but it's only got three episodes left. And, and Rebels, I think the first season is Rebels. Rebels. I love Rebels. It's nice to know this turned into a Star Wars podcast. Sorry, guys. I'm just going to invite these two to a Star Wars podcast. Mike Knight Official, who is also a really, really cool guy, is a great podcast. They do lots of like informative, kind of personal stuff. They did one on like marriages and breakup and family matters last. It was really, really good. Really hysterical guys. Go give them some love. Thanks, M. Knight. <laughs> Mike Knight. <laughs> they asked us who our favorite Marvel superhero is. I'm just going to do this as like a really quick round robin. I'm going to say Spider Man and I'm not going to explain myself. Go. Uh, see, so I looked at this earlier and I'm not going to be able to come up with one. I have, a, I will say, as a little gay kid, I have a soft spot for X Men. Like that whole thing there I relate to. And in general, yeah, a good range of powers and also like. I was young and like teens trying to like adapt to like a world. So your favorite superhero is all of the X-Men. Yes. <laughs> Base, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's my answer. I love Quicksilver, but like that's again X-Men, but I'd say yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's fast. He's just mint, isn't he? He's pretty mint. Like, he's pretty mint. Everyone loves the comic release character yeah. who's yeah. also incredibly overpowered. Yeah. 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 yeah, he's OP as fuck and I just think he's mint. <laughs> I mean, if we go in hero, um, Sentry or Nova. Okay. Uh, Probably, I, I know very know. little of both of them. Yeah, they're both like, I don't like Nova very much. <laughs> I don't care, tell them. <laughs> um, but in terms of overall favourite character from comics, uh, Carnage is 100% hands down my favourite character. You excited for Venom too? No, because they're going to ruin it. In terms of like a TV slash film adaptation, I'm going to say like Netflix's Daredevil. Fair, fair enough, man. Again, not something I've not watched yet. Hang on, hang things. on, hang on. The same reason I can't stand him is the same reason I don't like, what's his name? Toby Maguire. Maguire. It, they've got a face you just want to slap. What, Charlie, I can't remember their actor's name, is Charlie, Charlie Cox. Cox. He's great, man. He's in Boardwalk Empire. He's oh, yeah, fucking awesome. I know it's so popular, but no. He's got a nice butt. He's got, he was oh, he's lovely from Boardwalk. behind. Yeah. That's Hell's Kitchen's butt. Yeah, sounds like a nice, little, nice concise uh, answer there, boys. And girls. Um, Brad Kelsey, long-time listener, he always asks us questions. I love this guy. Is it all downhill for Marvel after Endgame? Do you think it's something they can continue with the consistency uh, and the kind of excitement levels after Endgame? I have very little opinion on this. No. <laughs> you yeah. don't. You, wait, you don't think it's downhill? You no, no, I don't. I, I just think they'll go in a different avenue. They've covered off this sort of thing, and they've, they've, you know, they've done it to its extent and now they've like I said with the TV shows they're, they're putting out the feelers and they've got different ways to go around I mean yeah. think about it the TVA cannot just be one series yeah. right that's a big plot point that's bigger than Thanos they, they made that very evident didn't they that yeah. it's, it's much bigger yeah, like Infinity Stones are paperweights at the mm-hmm. TVA yeah. I think if they continue with exactly the same formula then yes it would go downhill but I think that as Hannah said they're putting out the feeders and they're trying weird stuff One Division was like Freaky. Some episode, some episode to me is like, what cursed shit have I just watched? You know, and if they continue to try and expand their horizons and try things from a different angle, then I think they'll probably have success with it. But yeah, if they just try and repeat exactly the same formula and building up this sort of interweb thing, and then just have yeah. another end game, then yeah, it probably will be underwhelming because they've done end game and they try to do it again, it won't have the same effect. That's fair. No, I think uh, it's not going to go downhill. But they've got two. They've got two of the biggest like. What you call them, separate franchises coming into the MCU yeah. and X Men and Fantastic Four, they're going to be fine. Fantastic Four, think... the most popular comic book series ever. So realistically, yeah, yeah there's never be been right. a good film adaptation of until them. Marvel do oh, it. Oh, until MCU do Disney it. won't let this fail. Like, I think Disney Kevin, have a Kevin Feige at the helm is <laughs> until he leaves. The proof is in Spider Man. They skipped the origin story of Uncle Ben. They did. That's they the, that's what you need to do because we had so many Every origin Fantastic stories. Four film has been an origin story. You skip it by having. Sorry for making this Marvel. No, no, no. Marvel podcast, but you have that by. Just having the Fantastic Four stuck in the quantum realm. There's all your origin stories sorted, and then you can bring them in, or just have them from an alternate timeline. Jump in. Are you listening? You don't need to explain are you, it. Are you listening? Fear, fear, fear. Kevin Feige. Is it Feige? Yes. Why do I always want to say Feige? You did it on our podcast. <laughs> You did all the pick and mix, and I just laughed at him. I was like, "Sorry, what was that?" And he was like, "Kevin Feige." He's trying to have a thick accent. <laughs> and he was like, "Kevin Feige." Fag. 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 Um, yeah, so uh, thank you, Brad Kelsey, for that one. Thanks, Brad. Ed, Ed, the, Ed the Reed, Ed Cooks, he's, again, an absolute lad. Gr- love this question, by the way. Who is our favourite fictional duck? <laughs> President Duck from South Park. The, right, I'm glad you mentioned this one. It's a one-shot character. <laughs> it's a one-shot. This is where Stan starts growing up, and he starts seeing the world's like the Matrix, where everything is shit. Yeah. <laughs> and he's in the cinema, and President Duck quacks onto the screen. He just starts shitting all just over, like, documents right. to sign them. Yeah. Best Duck. Best Duck. I'm going to go uh, Scrooge McDuck, because I, I love me there. That, again, like the Huey Louie and Dewey. Is it Dewey? Huey Louie and Dewey. Yeah. Just that, that little, kind of... 
I just really like that, like the DuckTales kind of the vibes. I, I, I love the theme song. I think you've just taken mine, really, because it was all that sort of... Well, you're not leaving until you come up with another oh, one. Fine. Well, I'm going to go with the classic Donald, then. Right. Another classic Donald. Uh, can anyone do? Oh, Donald yeah, she's, she's just buying into Disney's bullshit. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love how I have to try try to voice there. <laughs> no. You're so I'm surprised you can fuck... <laughs> No, mm. that's. I think that's probably his. Uh, my favorite is the ugly duck there. Ugly <laughs> duck. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite is the goose from the. Wasn't it duck? Oh, also not yeah. a duck. Oh. <laughs> is it a goose? Right, I fucking googled this. Right, ducks. Geese are ducks. Yeah, that's why I was googling ducks before. Right, because geese are a subspecies of duck. Right, so. Yeah. So my favorite duck is the goose from the Untitled Goose Game. I'm in that case, then Black Swan. Well done for doing the research. The question wasn't which duck would you fuck, Harry? It's which duck is your favourite. So. Oh, then I changed my answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Are oh, the mighty ducks? Uh, can I, yeah, they which, they which, aren't ducks. <laughs> they are quack, the quack, hockey teams. Quack, quack. <laughs> uh, the reason I sped you guys through the last questions is because I have a full paragraph written for this one, but you are good to let me monologue. I'm so. going to check on my phone. I'm going to let you guys go first. Uh, least favourite comic book adaptation and why? I've not read enough to have a least favourite because the only ones I've read are like the peak, really. Worst, worst, um, worst comic book movie for you then? No, no, I do actually. I've I've read recently the Poison, Poison Ivy. Ivy, the new re- the new Poison Ivy one, and I thought it was a really cool premise. But I don't think they did it as good. I was really excited to read it mm. actually, um, but it was it was just a bit of a wasn't the question. But okay, thank you. Bye. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> Worst comic book adaptation. <laughs> oh, it was that was a comic book, wasn't it? Never mind. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, go. Um, I mean, any of the Fantastic Four adaptations. Um, I think. They've never, I don't think they've still... I, I know you said you like Venom, Jack, but I don't think they've got Venom right yet <laughs> fight, at all. Fight, um, fight, I think I'm really worried what they're going to do with Carnage because I think the most recent trailer gives a lot away and it doesn't look great. Mm. Um, but I think, in general, just the main one for me has to be the adaptation of uh, Galactus in the F- Fantastic Four. It is horrendous. It's an insult to the creator. Can so. I ask Harry a question about Venom? No. Yeah, okay. no you, yeah go for it. Go. Had, if, you hadn't, if you hadn't read the comics, though... Would you have liked the movie more? I didn't hate the movie. I, I thought the movie was fine. I just thought... I, Do you think I, it set a bar for you? I just don't think that Venom is stupid, and I think they made him stupid. Oh. Which Venom do you prefer, Venom but and like, this is Venom and Spider-Man? 100% Tom Hardy Venom, because Toe to for Grace. I mean, Venom isn't skinny. But it was still the weakest of the three of the trilogy, but yeah. I think that's because I tried to do too much in one film. Mm. It's Christopher Nolan fucking, yeah, thinking he's God. But then again, they did just the fact that Heath Ledger died, and it was unexpected, and... He wasn't, yeah, you know, he's meant to be there as well. But I mean, so. There is only one correct answer to this question. I mean, my, my, my. And it's the Green Lantern. My 40. Right, I was, enjoyed that. Uh, my 30 line paragraph tells, says otherwise, but go. Yeah. It's, <laughs> a green, it's the Green Lantern. I mean, it's full stop. It's, it's full stop. It doesn't it's, need it's, explanation. It's an awful film. It's a terrible film. That CGI suit still haunts me to this very fucking day. I can't believe that got. You watched this recently, didn't you? Yeah. you we, I enjoyed it. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I think I'm starting to like bad films. Maybe. Like, James yeah. genuinely. on the podcast. Like, I really, I, I, like, listen, like, objectively, it's a horrible film, but, like, I actually quite enjoyed it, and I'm not a massive DC fanboy in terms of comic books, so yeah. I think it's probably why I had that detached from it. You ready? You ready for the right answer? Yeah, I'm checking on my stocks. I have one more thing to say. Go, go, go for it. Um, no, I was only joking. <laughs> <laughs> so, my least favourite is not necessarily the one that's the worst, and that's Zack Snyder's Watchmen. Because I think it's the only one that A, should never have been made. I mean, what it's more, it's more or less never talked about anymore. It's like it didn't cause enough interest or controversy to even be remembered that well. And while we're talking adaptations, it's not only, it's, it's not only an adaptation of one of the greatest graphic novels of all time, but it's the only graphic novel to ever get included on Time Magazine's 100 Greatest Novels of All Times list. And rightly so. It's one of the most biting political and social satires I've ever read. It deals with existential thought and time and grief and age unlike any book I've ever read. And it's so fucking smart. And it's so perfectly written. There's this ongoing meta-narrative throughout the whole fucking book, The Curse of the Black Freight, that you consider. It's, it's almost like throwaway in the, in the novel until the very end and you realise it's been this long, intertextual, layered analysis of the main villain and his, his, his deepest fears and everything he's doing. And it, it plays out throughout the entire novel. Zack Snyder's version is all plot, it's all narrative, and it's all look, and nothing else. It gets the skeleton, but it misses all the meat, and all the heart, and all the points. And in the end, it's just, it's just, it's, it's this husk, it's this shell of what it could have been. You take one of the greatest books of all time, and you, you 
completely strip it of anything that made it important or made it interesting or made it good. And it's just a look. If it was anything else, if it was anyone else, maybe like this, I think this is why I hate Snyder so much. I think it's why I got I was about to say you do not like Snyder. <laughs> because he just, and that ending, Rorschach was not meant to die, was not meant to die with someone else fucking Anakin Skywalker screaming no at him. He was meant to die alone because he was a symbol of the only lasting vestige of, 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 of fucking. I'm 30 <laughs> seconds away from putting the Me Channel music on in the background. I've got it Either ready. Way. So, just give me the wink. It's Watchmen for dummies, and I hate it. So I, I actually agree with you, to be fair. I don't like the Watchmen. Yeah, I've basically avoided reading the graphic novel just so when I say like I don't like it, no one can accuse me of it being because I've read the novel. I'm interested in it, but I refuse to. I really hated Watchmen. I thought it was really boring. I thought fuck all happened in it. I could barely keep up with what was happening. And I don't think I'm like movie literate. I'm pretty good at keeping up with films. It just felt dumb. Like it made very little sense in like context to what characterization everyone was meant to have. It's uh, just a husk. It's a husk. Of, of a, it felt bad. The best books of all time. I'm currently reading it so I'll be have you seen the movie I have but years ago years and yeah. years ago and to be honest I remember enjoying it but I, yeah. I can't I, I can't tell you the story I wonder of like whether the, your, your opinion will be different having reading, reading this it. is I what can, I'm excited for well, yeah. can I put it in context for you mm-hmm. imagine Fahrenheit one of our favourite books Fahrenheit yep. imagine a film that has the all the plot but none of like the heart or the love or the or the, or the meaning like just read your recommendation, guys. Go, strip, I'm pretty strip, sure. Right, Fahrenheit. <laughs> strip that. It's just a guy going around burning books, and then he's like, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't burn books," and he fucks off. That's that's what the, <laughs> that's what Sky's watching is to Alan Moore's watch. It's like the Twilight films to the books. So sorry, I, I, I am a little bit like I'm a little bit of a height now. So we're going to end. And this is the last question on it on a fun note. On a, on a little, okay. And I can always rely on Tipsy for our for our fun fun questions. I quite enjoyed it. I know you did. And that's why I'm not letting you speak. I read the comics though. So, <laughs> so fuck me, right? Would, <laughs> would, I have asked us, would you rather? Would you rather fight? And I want to ten duck sized horses. How did you? Uh, <laughs> is that actually the question? Yeah, it's a question. It no, it is. Would you rather fight yeah, one giant horse sized duck? Or 20. He said 20. So I have massive feet. I could just walk through them and stomp on the duck horses, the little ones. I'd be fine. No, Uh, no, 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 no. One giant horse-sized duck, which I would tame and ride. It's going to eat you. (laughs) You You're not going to tame that before it pecks you to death. What a way to go. You couldn't tame a horse. I'd eat all of them. I'm just thinking. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good. Imagine how many pancakes mean, a giant duck could make. Actually, you could make a food out of twenty horse-sized um, horse-sized duck. I've been no, to France. I've been to France and eating horse. Oh, it tastes dog. nice. There we go. Thank you very much for all your questions, and thank you very much for putting up with us screaming into the mic for an hour. That Thanks, was a passionate guys. one. That was a passionate one. Um, I mean, this will be releasing after a How the Duck episode, so this will be the last time we hear from Harry for a few weeks anyway. So, Harry, uh, thank you so, so much for being on the episode. Go in the hole with Greg. <laughs> yeah, go back in the 13 Ghost uh, Chamber of Guests. Do you want to give us a quick plug of where we can find you? I mean, we all should, yeah. Yeah, just check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Pick and Make Podcast. Pick and Mix. Pick and Mix. <laughs> I don't know what I'm called. You got this, buddy. Yeah, it's the Pick and Mix Podcast. Uh, Liam's a regular on there, so come over and give us a listen. We check out all the new movies and stuff. We often have discussions about, you know, who's your favourite superhero and stuff like that. Um, not, It's not particularly Marvel heavy, even though I am a Marvel nerd. Uh, we've done a lot of good films. Uh, our Black Widow episode is currently out, uh, and then Suicide Squad afterwards, so it's quite comic book heavy at the minute, but... Um, you know, shortly we'll be doing uh, Dune when it comes out and, Ooh. you know, all the good films. So check us out there. Thank you very Leave much. Some love. And from the rest of us, thank you very much for putting up with us and we will see you next week. Quack, quack. 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 <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs> <laughs>